next guest is I am super excited to introduce my next guest. Luke Cornish is an award-winning documentarian and his new film Keep Stepping is screening as part of this year's Document Australia Award Showcase at Sydney Film Festival. The story centres around two remarkable female performers who trained for Australia's biggest street dance competition in this tale of love, obsession and the transformative power of performance. I had a chance to sit down with Luke Cornish earlier this week. Here is our chat. Luke Cornish, thank you so much for talking to Film Festival Guide. Thank you for having me. I wanted to start out by firstly congratulating you on the film. I, I got to see it last night. I wanted to firstly ask you where, where the inspiration came from to talk about this story. Uh, so it probably originated in some degree when I was a little child and I absolutely thought that I could break dance and I was going to be a break dancer no matter what. And I would, you know, get in the middle of the circle and my sister's friends would all chant for me. And uh, I sort of have had a lifelong obsession with it. And uh, I arrived in Sydney 10 years ago and I was very much connected to the street culture scene in the UK and I wanted to know where it was here. I looked for it and I didn't see any obvious kind of places and I was wondering, okay, where is the youth culture in Sydney that sort of I'm, I'm familiar with seeing in London? And one very dark, rainy night after I returned from the uh, uh, event cinema on George Street, I walked past these group of people all dancing, literally went up to them, told them I was a documentary maker, told them I wanted to tell the story about them, even though I didn't know what that story would be. And they said, let me take you to our leader. And I met Joe, who is one of the main subjects in, this, in the film. And he, uh, and he is the unofficial sort of leader of the Sydney scene. Does that take some convincing for somebody to basically open up to you as their leader of like the breakdance community? Because I'm assuming because it's such an underground world, you know, it's, it's very, you know, much about their sort of brand and their image. And they're sort of very reluctant to have maybe people just come in randomly to be like, I'm going to shoot some stuff and I'm going to meet you and I'm going to connect with you and make a documentary about it. Yeah, for sure. So they've had several people approach them in the past. And actually, the, I mean, the person who connected me, his boy name is Big Johnson. So just, just a, this is a slight aside, which I forgot to mention. So I was already kind of like, okay, this is interesting. These are characters, you know. Um, they, they'd had some people approach them in the past and were definitely wary. Um, one of the reasons the film took so long to make was because... I actually spent a long time in, if you want, like research and development, just finding the characters. And even though Joe was one of the first people I met has ended up in the film, I didn't know anybody else. And the two protagonists, Patricia and Gabby, the two female street dancers who the film really, you know, follows their story. Um, I didn't meet them for years. Um, so it took a long time for them to trust me and to know that actually, uh, you know, I, I watched this stuff outside of the filmmaking journey process like this is what i actually enjoy doing for pleasure and i think they felt that from me after some time but yeah it did take some convincing yeah i mean one of the really interesting things is you have the character of um how do you pronounce the name patricia 
Uh, so it's Patricia. Patricia, her yeah. name is Her big girl name is Patrix. Patrix, so they, that's so, right. So in the film, it's kind of switched, they switch between because they're just so used yeah. to being called their, their, their actual dancer names that it kind of gets blurred sometimes. <laughs> I love that. So one of the really interesting parts that I was watching in the film was the idea that she was performing it um, around the cinema at Opera Keys and people just sort of started walking out. And I was thinking, do we have enough of that in Sydney? Do we have enough of that where you just kind of wonder wander around the city streets and just see people performing and working their art um yeah I mean, I, how I, could you how could you have enough no exactly That's the question what what do you think it is about the idea of b-boys and b-girls that that make it so engaging to watch well i think the thing that's so compelling for me is, is a few reasons first of all it's this kind of amazing marriage between what is like an athlete's level of discipline and just like physical ability mixed in with, I, I, I want to say this in a really genuine way because I think it gets overused, but it is an art form. Like they are genuinely expressing their own internal worlds through this. And there is very little money to be gained. There's very little recognition outside of your smaller community. And you are literally having to do it for the love. And I have tried. They've tried to teach me how to windmill. They've tried to teach me how to body pop. It is really, really hard. Like I had like huge, huge welts on my shoulder from just one lesson. And it, you know, they make it look easier than it is. But I, I think, you know, regardless of that, you can see it takes a lot of skill. So I think that's what we uh, we witness when we see it. Both that kind of like artistic expression. And that, which is kind of an emotional experience. And also there's just awe involved because, you know, it's a skill and it's it's hard to do. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. Um, one of the other bits in the film that really took me just by complete surprise, or maybe it, maybe it doesn't, is the idea you had the three boys sitting, at, sat, it looked like it was just outside of a, a breakdancing competition. And the one on the right said, you know, we don't have a certain like B-boy or B-girl internationally because of the way that our you know our you know people are having to have four to five jobs they're not able to focus specifically on the art of breakdance is do you think from like creating this film that there is going to be a time where we're gonna we are going to be able to see somebody in australia disrupt and travel overseas for breakdance well it's funny someone asked me yesterday what i would like to come from this film and i was I was processing it at the time it was being asked and I just thought, you know, there's, there's, there's three really big things. Like I, I want the people who are in this film to, you know, get a fantastic premiere and have everyone watch it and have them at the premiere and let them be validated for all of the kind of bravery and letting me tell their story and, um, you know, demonstrating all of the effort that goes into what they do but I would like that to translate very quickly into real opportunities for them. And ultimately, you know, I feel like a lot of people kind of know this exists, but they don't know the structure, the competition, the actual hours of, you know, labor that are going into getting good and how exciting it is to watch it like any other sport, which is huge business. And I think I would love for there to be real opportunities um, come for the dancers in the whole of Australia, not just the people who are in the scene. So I think through projects like this, there will be 
more of a chance for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, it's really interesting and hopefully it'll be one of the people that you do highlight um, in the documentary. Um, you know, we've gone through, when did you actually shoot the film, by the way? Uh, so I started it maybe six or seven years ago oh and God. it has gone through many phases. Like it has been a labour of love and also of you know, trial for me as well, uh, because I have obviously been, I've self-funded the movie. And although it sounds a bit weird to say this, I I produced it, I directed it, I filmed it, I edited it. And so I had to learn a lot of those skills whilst working on this. In a way, I kind of, I have both been on this journey with the dancers progressing in my own sort of artistic endeavors, uh, so that's, you know, that's that's why I spent so long on the film, you know, it was like finding the characters took a long time, being good enough to actually produce the film you've seen took an even longer time for me to get good at. And I had many iterations of it and many different storylines that I was trying to follow, not knowing the sort of discipline of keeping it a bit more contained. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's one of the, that's some of the reasons it took such a long time. You know, apart from, as you said, the idea of learning about, you know, editing and stuff like that, or like all the different skills is what's the most surprising thing that you learned through doing the doco? The most surprising thing. Whether it be about yourself been... or the film or the world of breakdance, what's the most interesting thing that you discovered? The, the thing I learned about myself, I'll tell you, I'll sort of start there. And that is because it's recent. And I sat down to watch the movie in its almost completed form. And I was just so shocked that it, it felt like my journey as well. It felt like even the title, Keep Stepping, was it, it, it originated through many different avenues. But the fact that I kind of hooked onto it, I'm like, this is a message to me as well as the people in the movie. Keep going even though there's no huge reward, even though no one has told you this film will ever be seen by anybody or that you can even make this film. And, you know, I'm, I'm just was my memories of, you know, shooting and nothing working and, you know, just the constant problems and the, the, the unfounded self-belief that it took to continue <laughs> uh, was like, that, that was the big surprise for me. I'm like, wow, this is, this is a love letter to people who are trying to pursue their dreams to be, you know, like a kind of professional artist in a way and to people who will do it no matter what. That's one thing I absolutely love about Patricia so much because she encouraged me throughout the movie all the time. She never, ever, ever doubted that we would get there. So, yeah, I suppose that was the biggest surprise. I wonder how much of that comes from the, you know, the story arc you had in the film around the idea of her pursuing her citizenship and trying to get and stay in the country. And I think hopefully that speaks to a large degree of, of their resilience through the film, which I just, I, I love it. I, I was dotting down last night while watching the film some notes and I was like, oh my God, their story is amazing. It's just so cool. It was so fun. She's an amazing um She's an amazing talent to watch on screen. She just lights up the screen with her energy and her talent. She's, she's, 
Gabby and Patricia interest me so much as a pair because they're so different. They're almost parallel figures on the same journey and their dance styles speak to that. Their, um, their, their, their own kind of physical movement speaks to that. Uh, but yet they're still, you know, very much trying to achieve the same things. Uh, even their support systems are completely opposite. And I found that to be a particularly interesting thing for me to investigate as I went forward, because, of course, I didn't know anything about their relationships they were having. And Patricia, Patricia's relationship is a, a little bit more fraught and she maybe doesn't have the kind of kind, soft encouragement that's also like very Australian in this, like you could do it, you know, you've got your cheer squad um, and, and her partners, you know, it's definitely tough love. And, you know, uh, Gabby has just, just like got this amazing relationship with this wonderful boyfriend who is, you know, just lifting her up all the time. And just even those mirroring each other was just so interesting to me. I was just going to say that, uh, um, the thing that's coming to my mind is that at the very end of the film, and I don't even know if this resonates with other people as it much as it does for me, but Patricia is talking and she's saying, people always think that I'm this like really tough character, but I have to be, I had no other choice. And that was the first time I really understood what was motivating her because she hasn't had uh things handed to her in any aspect including the dance style she's chosen which is all men and she will stand up and she will she will just go against anybody and i just realized that she doesn't like why shouldn't she be able to do any of that stuff and if she waited to be you know uh, skilled enough or she waited to have enough money or the partner who told her she could do it or the, the the visa which allowed her to get a job to even support herself properly she would never have moved forward so and i feel like i'm just like my role model or something <laughs> <laughs> i love that i really do one of the things i love about gabby's story as well like to to juxtapose her story is the idea that she is from a you you do such a really fantastic job of really like showcasing the broad diversity within the diversity of the of the the b-boy and b-boy community you've got her trying to take on her own style being you know somebody who's first nations then you've got this really fantastic scene of this um i think it's a non-binary a dancer who's doing voguing and it really kind of shows it's like so amazing so good (laughs) i mean as you were kind of observing through making the film such a long period of time, do you think that like we are seeing even a cultural shift within that very B-boy, B-girl community where it is very traditionalist through the way that we see um, uh, people of colour sometimes when it comes to, you know, not being so okay about gay rights, stuff like that, that we're actually seeing that shift? Okay, you're saying so many things that's making me remember stuff. I'll try and keep it short, right? But just, I went into, I'm gay, right? I went into this with a big question around my relationship with this scene and with hip hop, because I always felt like, oh my God, I love this music, but deep down, like hip hop hates me. And that's what was going around in my head even when I began this process. I did investigate that really thoroughly in the beginning. And I asked the people I was talking to in the scene here, there's a lot of questions around misogyny and oh, they, 
they don't see things in the same way that I had felt them. And they actually didn't feel that same issue around the woke or unkind of like uh, woke stuff that can be in, uh, in, in the content of that music sometimes. And I think they probably don't listen to that particular style and hip hop so broad. They even showed me, oh, baby, Luke, you shouldn't listen to so much gangster rap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, fair enough. Uh, you know, so, so, so part of me wanted to investigate that. But then again, I realized that I was trying to tell too much of my own story and it wasn't their story. So when I left that um, and tried to be more responsive to the things I was seeing, um, I, I, I sort of, I've got two feelings about documentary. You have this thing that you put yourself in and you investigate stuff that you're interested in. And then there's other, and that's kind of maybe your voice and how you construct things as a storyteller. And then there's this other thing that happens, which is just a gift. Gabby is a gift. Those dancers that you saw voguing, they are a gift. Like I had no idea any of that was going to happen. And it was like the camera is on and they just light it up. And like I can feel the goosebumps, like when I'm remembering it now. And there you know, okay, that's in, you know, that just goes into your edit before you even know how, what it means. And you just go, right, something, I need to understand how that happened, why that happened, et cetera. And you, you sort of build around it. But I do think that those cultural moments like Gabby integrating her traditional dance in the way that she does, it was so new when she did it. Uh, it is permeated already. And there's ripples and I've seen other people uh, following suit and investigating their own backgrounds um, and celebrating that more uh, since she's done it. So it's already happening. We spent the last couple of years in a COVID pandemic and within that, the B-boy community has, B-boy, B-girl community has, it's such a public facing thing. You have people watching around. I, I was curious whether or not you had kept in contact with a lot of these performers, a lot of these creators, um, and to ask them, how do they keep stepping? How do they be so resilient in the face that they couldn't have these get together meetups and, and do what they love? I think it's been really hard for everybody involved. Um, yes, I'm still in touch with them all the time. Gabby was giving me body popping lessons down at the ICC. <laughs> she, <laughs> I shouldn't be saying all this stuff really, but um, yeah, like I love it, you know, and I love them. I, I can't help but feel connected to them, you know, and uh, I know that COVID had a massive impact on, on all of them and, and particularly like the competition side of things, but it's already back up and running. Uh, they did some stuff online, which kind of like kept them ticking over. But it's just not the same, you know. So it has been it has been tricky. The good thing was is that because of COVID, I didn't have any work, so I actually edited this film during lockdown. And I don't think I would have done it had I not, because I was just so busy working on many other projects. You know, I was like, okay, this is the thing I don't get paid for, so uh, I can do it at this period of time. So the film is screening at Sydney Film Festival, and so. Give people give people a little uh little pitch on like why they should go and see Keep Stepping at Sydney Film Festival. Uh, I, pitch feels so so strange, but I will say that um, I feel like this is a genuinely joyous film, and it does not shy away from some of the tougher things in life. 
um, and it doesn't create a sort of positive angle, but it can't help but entertain. It is full of in such incredible energy and incredible characters. I'm actually getting excited about seeing it in the cinema now, just talking about it. And I know that the vibe there is going to be so good. You know, some of the dancers are going to perform live afterwards. Some like, like the characters actually who are in the film, they're going to be in the audience and they're going to perform. And it's just like, it's how I always wanted it to be in Sydney with that crowd, with the energy. And I just think it's going to be a disgusting, fun love fest. Well, Luke, congratulations on the film. It's going to be amazing. It's it's playing at Sydney Film Festival. Um, I wish you absolutely 100% good luck with the film. And um, hopefully I got to see it again. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time.